Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is August 15th. It is 2022. We have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Taking it easy. Having a good day. And uh, hopefully we can have these help these people make some... Make some money. I mean, at the end of the day, that's always the goal, isn't it? <laughs> get back on, get back on track on a Monday. That's that's what we do. Absolutely. So, we're used to we're used to like six or seven game slates on Monday. So a ten gamer here. This isn't this isn't our rodeo, man. Like I like getting eased back in, but. I mean, it's a it's a great slate. We have top end pitching and tough matchups. We have some mid tier guys that are iffy, um, and then we have a bunch of bats to kind of look at today. So, good slate. I, I like the slate from when I was looking at it here a little while ago. So, let's jump right in and get started. We got the Cubs at Washington taking on the Nationals. This game has an eight total, and the Cubbies are a 145 favorite. Stroman against Josiah Gray. Any interest here in Marcus Stroman? Uh, I mean, at 7,200, I don't hate it. Like, he could probably go out there and get his usual 18 points, 17 points. Uh, is it worth it? Could be. He's really not that expensive. So, um, I mean, there's some other guys that, that you may want to play as well, but I, I don't hate it. Like, he's not off off the list for me, if that makes any sense. Yeah, struggled against this team last week. Um, allowed two home runs, a couple earned runs. I think it was like three or four. Still had six strikeouts through 90 pitches. Pitch count is a little concerning because it seems like he's kind of maxed out around 95 pitches, but he comes in with an XFIP under four. He has a 23% K rate. The Washington lineup definitely has some weak spots in it now um, since the trade deadline, but he's in play. He's not my favorite option, but if you end up in that range and you want to play him, I wouldn't talk you off of it. 
Josiah Gray on the other side here. He's 7,900 going up against this Cubs offense. Uh, any interest here in Josiah Gray? He's kind of the same thing. I mean, you know, he he faced the Cubs same situation last week. Gave up two. I mean, it's another one where, hey, you know, he's at home. Perhaps he could dial up the strikeouts. Uh, he typically gets four or five each game or more. Uh, past few games, I mean, he, he's he's actually probably sitting around six most games. At seventy nine hundred, I don't hate it. Uh, he's definitely a morning grind candidate to. Uh, under 8k to go for six six or more strikeouts he is someone that like has that strikeout upside and there's plenty of strikeouts in the cubs lineup you know on a daily basis they roll out five guys with 30 plus percent k rates against right-handed pitching so in large field tournaments i think josiah gray is super interesting today also kind of want to see what his strikeout props going to be like Will, if this comes in at like four and a half or five, I think I'm looking at the over on the strikeout prop. Six, I think, is kind of where I want it, where I want to be. But I think if it comes in at like four and a half or five, I'm in um, on Gray because I mean you get the push at five, and I think he's someone that can strike out six, seven, eight spot batters in this spot. So definitely looking at him on the strikeout prop side of things as well. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Cubs bats? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely think if you could possibly win off some Cubs, I, I'm not expecting Gray to get out of this thing completely clean. I don't want to stack them, but you know, lefties maybe Ian Happ can get a hold of them here, um, or, or a couple of these other lefties, but overall, I, I'm not playing the Cubs, yeah. I mean. The lefties, Josiah Gray struggles against lefties. I mean, he has good numbers against righties, still gives up some power and some fly balls to righties, but you really want to target him with lefties. Um, I mean, Framil Reyes is in this lineup now, too. Like, he has some pop, but he's a huge strikeout risk, but he's 2,900 for that. He's, you know, somewhat interesting. Ian Happ is somewhat interesting. Um, don't think I end up on playing many if any cubs here and then on the washington side like stroman's more of a ground ball guy he's not someone that typically gets blown up i know he allowed a couple home runs in this spot the other day is there anybody on the washington side that you like here uh not really i mean as this lineup has has changed drastically it's just not that appealing um, there may be some spots from time to time when we get them against a really bad pitcher, but Stevie, this whole team is under 4K. Um, I, I just I don't see any reason to invest in Washington today. So Abrams is going to get the call up here today. Um, Garcia is out. That happened. Um, he's getting put on the IL to on like Monday, and like we are getting Abrams called up. Abrams is $2,100 shortstop um, that has some talent. Came over in that Juan Soto trade. Um, just really hasn't like shown big big numbers this season in, in the majors, but has had great numbers in AAA. So, um, I mean, he has upside at 2100 So he's someone that I'd look at, you know, maybe potentially playing against Stroman today just because, I mean, shortstop, Usually a wasteland position if you're not going up to like a 
a Turner, Seager, Lindor. Seager is one of the top hitters on the slate, and we'll get to that. But I, I think if you want to punt shortstop, um, I don't mind Abrams if he's in the lineup here. All right, up next we got Tampa at New York. Yarbrough against Cole. No total in this game. Uh, thought Rasmussen was going to do it on Sunday, man. Eight perfect innings. Um, gave up a double in the top of the ninth or um, bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth because they were on the road. But any thoughts on playing Ryan Yarbrough here? Negative. <laughs> I'm not playing Ryan Yarbrough. Listen, I, I got to ask, you know, you never know. Maybe maybe you have like some secret like uh, I I don't even I have nothing. Um I, I was like maybe you have some secret like um formula for playing Yarbrough in this spot, but yeah, don't do that. Struggles with right handed power. His strikeout number goes way down against righties, and it's the Yankees. Judge, Donaldson, Torres. Um too many right handed bats in this lineup for Yarbrough. Um what are we doing here with Garrett Cole going up against Tampa? Um, I mean, he should be a top player on the slate, Steve. I mean, we've, we've been seeing guys mow down Tampa at 10-1 on this slate. Uh, feels like a really, really, really good spot uh, for him to dial up yet another big victory. So I, I like Garrett Cole a lot. Yeah, I think he's underpriced in this matchup. Yeah, it's like he's 10-1. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I like it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's 10-5 his last two starts. Um, he hasn't been like under 10K since May. He's been, this is the cheapest he's been since May. So, you know what you're getting out of Garrett Cole? You're getting strikeouts. You're getting a large, you know, pitch count, like leash. And the Tampa lineup, outside of like Diaz, everyone strikes out in this lineup. Um, so, I love this spot for Garrett Cole. He is clear-cut SP1 for me on this slate. And, yeah, we have Otani on this slate. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, yeah, Garrett Cole, 10-1. Lock and load spot for me on him. And, honestly, I don't really have any interest in the Tampa bats, especially with, like, Brandon Lau banged up right now, too. Yeah, man. It, look, this lineup is dreadful. So, I mean, I'm in. Yeah, I have no interest in Tampa. Uh, any what are we doing with the Yankees here? Um, LeMahieu didn't play Sunday Sunday night baseball against the yeah. Red Sox. I was watching that. Um, we should see Stanton back in about a week or two, so we don't have to worry about him in this game. What are we doing with the Yankees here? Yeah, I still don't mind the Yankees. Um, even if LeMahieu uh, doesn't play, they have you know they still got professional hitters here, uh, you know, Rizzo, Benintendi, um, Glaber, Josh Donaldson, Aaron Judge, like Stevie, they're down some really key pieces and they're still, they still got a really good hitting lineup. So I like the Yankees against Yarborough here at home. Uh, ball should be flying as long as the weather's okay. Um, I, Yankees are going to be just fine. Yeah, I love the Yankees in this spot. Obviously, I think Judge is one of the top hitters on the entire slate. Donaldson is cheap. Torres at 4500 has a good price. Um, Kenner Falifa, 
3,300, super cheap there, shortstop play. Um, if Hicks cracks the lineup in a good spot, he's always been someone that's way better against left-handed pitching. Um, he's been hitting the ball a lot better here um, recently as well over the last week or so. So Hicks is 2,700, wouldn't mind him. And then I mean, we might get a cheap catcher here. So like the stack, while you have to pay – 6500 for judge the rest of the stack might actually kind of balance that $6,500 price tag out but judge I think is like a top candidate to hit a home run today and every day yeah I mean I'll, I'll put it to you like this Stevie this is how in my opinion how let's call it hot let's call it hot this is how hot Aaron Judge has been most hitters are going to come out with a total basis prop of one and a half and they've just started giving him two and a half bases now on the books. Like, that's a big deal, Steve. Like, that's how that's how incredible he's been here down the stretch. So I um I I'm with you, Aaron Judge, one of the top hitters on the slate, no question. They're like, we're not even playing with this um yeah. Aaron Judge stuff. Like, yeah, he's he's just he's smashing. Um, yeah, two and a half. I mean, that's yeah, that's incredible, really. As a Red he's Sox, he's still clearing fan, that front. He's clearing that one. As a Red Sox fan, you you hate to see it. Um, <laughs> Baltimore at Toronto, nine total in this game. Uh, the Blue Jays a one sixty five favorite. We got Bradish going up against Kikuchi. Any interest here in Bradish against the Blue Jays? No. Yeah, no interest for me um, in this one for Bradish. Tough lineup. No real upside in this spot. Kikuchi is 5,800. Just pitched against this team and really struggled. They tagged him, and they tagged him hard. Um, any interest here in Kikuchi against Baltimore? Man, I, I just I don't think I can do it, Stevie. It, it seems like they're not going to um, really give him a real leash here. And then also he seems to always pitch himself into trouble. I, I think I think Kikuchi sits on the shelf. I know he has upside. Don't get me wrong. And that upside is going to show from time to time. But And he is 5,800, so he's not expensive. But I'm just I'm, – I'm not going to get into it with him. I think it comes down to how many lineups are you building today? Like if you're building three lineups – Kikuchi probably doesn't make the cut for you. Are you building 150? Well, then he's 5,800 with a 25% K rate. So he's he's getting he's getting there in some of those lineups with 150. So I think it comes down to how many lineups are you building today? Um, I mean, he did go 84 pitches against Baltimore last time out. He was in that like 50-60 range. So the fact that they let him go a little bit um, after getting shellacked in that first inning. Um, yeah, I mean, he has a 25% K rate. There's plenty of strikeouts in this Baltimore lineup. That's all I got. That's all I got. Um, let's talk Baltimore bats. Mount Castle kind of banged up right now. Um, dealing with a hand injury. Any interest here in the Baltimore bats? Uh, I mean, look, I, I will say this. If there's any team that's going to be sneaky on this slate that could possibly get off here, I definitely think it's Baltimore. 
Um, you know, Mullins is 5K, Santander 4,900, but there's still some cheap bats here. Um, so I, I like Baltimore as a stack, even, even a secondary stack. Um, I just I, – I think they could get to Kikuchi, and this would be a spot that no one would notice. Yeah, I think Baltimore mini stack or even like a full stack is in play today. Depending on what the lineup looks like. But yeah, I think Baltimore is in a really interesting spot here. And I think Toronto on the other side of this game is in a good spot against Bradish. Um, Bradish has been reverse splits this year. He's been a lot better against lefties. Really, really, really struggled against right-handed hitters. And I mean, there's so many good righties in this lineup. So I think Toronto's in st a stack play. Even though this didn't work last week when we tried it, I'm going to go back to the well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Got the Mets and the Braves. Hey, you're Braves. Carlos Carrasco yeah. going up against Strider in this one. Eight total. Braves a 150 favorite here. Uh, any interest in Carlos Carrasco at 8,600 against Atlanta? Mm, I mean, I think I'm in on this, Stevie, as long as the weather's okay. Carrasco's been a lot better um, here recently. Strikeouts have been there. Just faced Atlanta here. It had six, six innings, six Ks. Did give up a couple runs. Um, but I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. I think Carrasco at 8,600 is okay. Um, you know, I guess the question is, how much do you value his price versus Cole or, you know, Castillo gets L.A.? You know, how much do you value him versus, you know, the upper tier and then drop it a bit lower? I think I value him a little bit more than some of these 7K guys. So Castillo's in play for me for sure against ATL. Yeah, Carrasco's been pitching great. and. I mean, if Acuna is out of the lineup, that's a huge hit to the Braves lineup. A lot of strikeouts in this lineup, top to bottom. A lot of power, too. I mean, this isn't an all-in Carrasco spot by any means. There's a ton of power. Atlanta's a favorite in this game. Um, I'm more interested to get your take on the other side of this game because the other side of this game, to me, is super interesting because you get Strider, who has a... 38% K rate on the season against one of the lowest strikeout teams in baseball just faced this team a week ago, struggled mightily um, in that game. What are we doing with Spencer Strider at 8,700 going up against the Mets here? Uh, Steve, I mean, this doesn't this feel like a spot where he did get touched up, but you know, the upside's there. And I think you're taking a shot on the price here. Like, if there's anybody on this slate, even against the Mets, that could possibly put up an extreme upside game in a tough spot, it's probably a young Spencer Strider. Um, I, I don't think it's the best play. Hear, hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. I think if you're in DFS, this is one you take a shot on uh, because he, he could go out and get you 30 fantasy points if he's on that day and the Mets just – aren't on. So that's, I think that's the reason for doing it. This is not a great spot. The Mets are a, a great team this season, but I think you're taking a chance on his upside. 
the upside's there. Like, I mean, this dude is a guy that can go out and have a big game. He struck out eight against his team uh, earlier this year. Not too long ago. I think it was in July. He has the ceiling. But, I mean, the floor is really kind of low as well against this offense because they don't strike out typically. So, I think if you want to roll the dice and, you know, take a shot on Strider here, I wouldn't talk you off it. I mean, the only thing that bothers me is this game's in Atlanta and not New York. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a spot that if you want to take a shot on Strider, I wouldn't talk you off of it. He's not my favorite pitcher today. There's, there's a few guys that I really like today. Obviously, like I said, Cole, um, in a fantastic spot and we'll talk about, there's another pitcher that I really, really like today as well. Um, might be a double barrel type of day for me today. Yeah. Talk to me here about the Mets bats. What do you like here? If anything? I actually don't think I'm going to play the Mets. Um, I, I, I'm going to let it go. Like, they're facing Strider. I know he touched, got touched up a little bit on the last game, but I, I don't think there's any reason to to go in and do it. Yeah, such a tough spot. I, I think if you want to stack them, that's how you would play them, but I, I'm not doing it. Um and like Carrasco on the other side of this game, looking at the Atlanta bats, Carrasco has been so good this year. Limiting power, not, you know, really getting blown up. Um, I think he's got blown up maybe once or twice this year, maybe three times at most. I, I like the price of Matt Olson, Will, at 4800 I think that is a super fair price tag for him. Uh, but overall, I mean... Crasco's good. Atlanta has a ton of power. Could see it working, but I don't think I'm stacking Atlanta in this spot. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, there's no reason to play Atlanta against Carrasco here, like you talked about. Limited power, but not only that, you know, he should have the strikeouts today. Um, like, he really should. It's nothing, nothing against my team. And he may give up a run or two, but, I mean, like I said, the strikeout should be there. It should be amazing. All right. Moving on. We got Kansas City at Minnesota. The Royals and the Twins, eight and a half total. Twins, a 200 favorite here. Chris Bubich going up against Joe Ryan. Any interest here in Chris Bubich? Um... No, I don't think I need him today. Sits on the shelf. Yeah, I would assume this is a very similar lineup that Minnesota rolled out yesterday against Davidson. Um, Really low strikeout lineup with very limited power. And I need more strikeouts for Bubich. You know, there's just going to be a lot of contact made in this game. I could see him scoring like 15. I just don't know if that's enough on a 10-game slate. Yeah. I'm not doing it. The other side, we got Joe Ryan, who is definitely talented, going up against the Royals offense, who, depending on what lineup we get, man, there's some strikeouts here. Um, you know, move some pieces before the the trade deadline. And I mean, honestly, they move some of the really low strikeout guys. So I think Joe Ryan is one of the better mid-tier options today. He's not safe by any means, but he's certainly someone that has some ceiling in this spot. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think he's definitely in the pool. 
Um, you know, he's someone where, you know, let's say I'm uh, absolutely going to lock in Garrett Cole, then he, you know, he definitely makes the list in terms of cycling through, you know, who I would uh, play as an SP2. So I, I'm with you. I like Ryan. I think the price is very fair. Um, and once again, you know, when I'm playing a guy this price, I, I would like for him to get 30, Stevie, but if he gets 20, I'll take it at that price. So um, I'm with you. Joe Ryan definitely played against Kansas City here. Yeah. Um, I think he. I think he has the ceiling in this spot. I really do. I mean, you can look at Perez on the other side, you know, getting into the bats. You can look at Perez, you could look at Witt, and then maybe Melendez, but really the rest of the lineup is nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, I I, I mean, listen. I'm, I'm just I, – I, I really don't want to play – um, any Kansas City bats anyway, like Ryan, don't like Bubich, and I think I'll definitely, you know, play a few guys from, from, from Minnesota. I'm not like that intrigued by this game, but Ryan is for sure in play. All right, let's talk Minnesota bats. Um, what do you like here from Minnesota? Well, I mean, I think we definitely want to squeeze in, um, a few, a few righties because, you know, Bucks in that 5,600. 5, I'm actually interested to see how high on he's going to be today at 5,600. Like, it doesn't feel like he's going to be high on. I think Correa at 4,400. This is – feels like he should be 4,800 in this spot, Stevie. I think he's a touch too low. So, I, I really do like him a lot. Jorge Polanco's at 4K. I know he's not hitting with incredible power. Uh, but still, I mean, I, I think he's – I think this is a guy in a good spot. And, man, Gary Sanchez, oh, how the mighty have fallen. But at 2,600, Stevie, Gary Sanchez is making the cheap catcher list today. Uh, feels like a good time to get on Gary in this spot here uh, against Mr. Mr. Chris Bubbage. So I I like Minnesota as a as a stat. These pieces are – the team's cheap enough for you, to, for you to put something together, a good quality lineup. Yeah, I don't think I'm fully stacking here. You know, we talked about it last time. Bubich pitch. He's he's really reverse splits. A lot of righties in this lineup. I home run chase though with like a Miranda, Sanchez, a Buxton, a Correa. Um, but I don't think I'm fully stacking Minnesota in this game. Oakland at Texas, eight total in this game. The Rangers a 160 favorite. Caprilian against Glenn Otto, any interest here in Caprillion against Texas? Yeah, just does he have enough uh, upside? I, I don't think he has more upside in, in this spot than, you know, Ryan. I mean, he's 6,500, nice little discount on him. Um, he could probably get to 15 points, and that might be okay, but <sighs> – I'm just I'm not that enthused, but I mean he's 6,500, Steve. We're we're paying over 6k for Aaron Judge, so all 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 being all being relative, I don't feel like he's the worst play in the world. I think I'd rather play Glenn Otto on the other side of this game because I get it. At the end of the day, he's facing Oakland, um, <laughs> and that's all I need to know. 
I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm semi joking, but I'm semi not joking. Um, I don't think I'm going to pay down at pitcher today. To be fair, you know, there are two, three, four really good options in the mid and top tier. But I, I think I'd play Glenn Otto before I'd play um, Caprillion. Caprillion. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I won't. I can't hold that against you. And it's not like Glenn Otto is a great pitcher, you know, switching sides here. He has a 19% K rate, a 12% walk rate, and a 5.5% XFIP, or 5.5 XFIP. But facing Oakland, they just, they're not a, a patient offense. They don't walk, they strike out a ton. This is the type of matchup that pitchers, you know, can get back on track and have a good game. You know, he put up 21 against this team earlier this year, and he put up three. Um, so, I mean, it could go either way. But if you get 20 points out of auto at 5,600, you know, that's super solid. And I mean, yeah, he's a favorite in this game. The Texas Bats should give him a little bit of help here. I think he's in play. Not my favorite option, Will, but I, I think he's in play. Absolutely. I mean, at 5,600, I can't argue with you. It's good Oakland, buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't dispute you on that. I mean, it, it really has just come down to we are we are at that point where we're playing pitchers against Oakland and Detroit the rest of the year. So here's the thing, Stevie, and I've, I've been writing this up on scores and odds. If you just take pitchers against about three or four teams every day, you're going to realize how much how much money you can make. If you take and when I say pitching, I'm saying reasonably good to good pitchers or average to good pitchers, not like gas cans. And even the gas cans, the K lines might be low enough to where you can take some chances. And this is more more uh, prop related, but if you just take pitchers against Detroit, Oakland, Pittsburgh, the Angels, you're pretty much going to make money long term every day the rest of the season. Like if you just threw out everybody else and just stuck to those teams, Stevie, every day. I mean, if it, the proof is in the pudding. You know, if you look at uh, – I'm sorry to hog this up, but last Lynn was on the previous slate. That six and a half went over. You had um, – uh, geez, what's our boy, Steve? He was on the podcast. We talked about him. Um, came out and got like 11 Ks that night, I think. Um, Kopech, dude. Yeah, Michael Kopech. He goes and destroys him. I mean, the, the White Sox just pretty much ran through – uh, the Detroit Tigers. And it's because they got a bunch of strong right-handed pitching. And same thing if you're facing Pittsburgh, same thing if you're facing, facing the Angels. All right, I digress, but that's that's my point. My point is to support the fact that you're talking about attacking Oakland, and they're definitely one of those teams on the list. So I'm with you on auto. All right, Oakland bats. They're <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I mean – most of the time we like see Glenn Otto, we're like, yeah, man, awesome. Let's let's get some bats here, but they're so bad. I just if Seth Brown, like if you're playing on Fandle where you can play multiple first basemen, Seth Brown has some pop against random pitching. But outside of that, man, this this is the reason that we look at pitchers against this team. There's just no power in this lineup. Yeah, no power. Um it's rough. Like really rough, like Tony Kemp, and I, and I like Tony Kemp too, Stevie. Like he's, I think he's a good table setter. He's he's like a Jerkson Profar guy that's not going to strike out a lot. But he's not going to hit home runs, and that's pretty much all this team. I'm not playing anybody from Oakland. 
and not really interested in Texas either. I love Seager today um, a lot. Uh, this is he's when you're looking at the position and how much um, drop off there is after like a certain few players. I like Seager a lot. Um, Caprillion, not a huge strikeout guy, gives up a lot of hard contact to both sides of plate. Um, so obviously Seager, Garcia, Simeon, low. Um, I could see like a three man stack in this spot today. Because I mean Seager's expensive, but outside of that, like Garcia is forty two. That price is super fair. Low is twenty nine hundred. Um, that is a great price tag for this matchup. So and then Simeon's like forty one. So overall, like a three man stack is not going to be extremely expensive for Texas and a really good matchup against Caprillion and this Oakland bad, bad Oakland bullpen. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, speaking of Kopech, he's not pitching today, but we do have Houston against Chicago facing the White Sox today. No total out for this game yet. Your Kaidi against Cueto. Your Kaidi 8,500 going up against the White Sox. Any interest here in him in this spot? I don't want to play him, but uh, Stevie, White Sox, how how we feeling today, buddy? Uh <laughs> I reserve the right not to have a comment about the Chicago White Sox anymore. Listen, I, I've seen guys like Tyler Anderson. Uh, not Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson plays for the Dodgers. Alexander. Yeah. Oh, but Stevie, it's it's been so rough. I mean, ugh. I feel like I should, I should play Jose, and I'm just not going to do it. I, I still don't think he has enough strikeout upside. Even at eighty five hundred, I'd much rather play Carrasco. Yeah, I mean, your guy's just not a huge strikeout guy, and I think that is the biggest concern here. He's like a nineteen percent K rate guy, has big time reverse splits. A lot of this power in this lineup is right handed. Um, what power at this point? But I'm, I think I'm going to pass. On your Kaidi today. Yeah. I mean, it's 8,500. He was 7K against Texas last time out. If he was in that like 7K range, I think the conversation is bigger. But at this price tag, I think I'm going to pass. And then Cueto is 8,400 going up against Houston. This is an easy stay away spot for me. Yeah, absolutely. Not playing Cueto. All right. Let's talk Houston bats. Anything standing out to you for Houston? I'm not really – I mean, you can always play Jordan Alvarez. thing about Cueto is he's really not getting beat up too much. Like, he's he's been limiting damage, um, very rarely going to give up runs, and he can eat through innings fairly quickly. I mean, Steve, he's pretty much an automatic quality start almost. And I know he's facing Houston, but I still think he limits the damage here. Guy's been in the league a long time. Knows how to get the job done. I, I don't want to. I don't want to play any parts of this game from from an offensive perspective or the pitching. I feel like they're both canceling each other out. I mean, like you said, Jordan Alvarez. You could play him against anybody. Um, Kyle Tucker, as well. Like if you want, when Cueto starts giving up home runs, he gives them up in bunches. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. I just don't think this is a spot 
What are your thoughts on the White Sox bets? Yeah, man, I I just I'm just not gonna do it. I I, I think both sides of this game in terms of in terms of offense, um, I I just feel like I want to pass. Like I said, and, I, and Houston is a high powered offense, but I do think. Um, I think they get limited today, Stevie. I, I, I think Cueto keeps the ball on the ground, doesn't let Houston touch him up. And I kind of feel the same thing about uh, Urquidy. Uh, I think I think it's kind of a similar situation, two, two pitchers that I think are, you know, going to rely on Babbitt a little bit. And I feel like Babbitt will be in their favor. So I, I'm, I'm off both of these pitchers because of the price and what I feel like is a lack of strikeout upside. But I'm also off both of the offenses because I think there will be a lack of offense as well. Um, that that's where I'm at. Dare I say I don't mind a Jimenez, Abreu, Vaughn like three man stack here. Your guy is big time reverse splits, gives up a ton of hard contact and power in general, and he's more of a flyball pitcher. Um, so. I think if you go with these three ground ball hitters against a fly ball pitcher, they're the three power righties in this lineup. And I use the word power very loosely. They're three of the most talented right-handed hitters in this lineup, I think is a better way to say it, um, whether or not their talent's showing this year. But I think looking at the profile, um, those would be the three guys I'd target for the White Sox today. They'll probably go over 12, though, because uh, they're Chicago. And anything I say about Chicago this year has just been absolutely wrong, except for Kopech on Friday. Um, it was really good to see him go out and dominate Detroit. I know it was so hard for him. Dodgers at the Brewers, eight total in this game. The Dodgers, a 180 favorite. Julio Urias, Freddie Peralta, um, any interest here in Urias? Um. This is a tough one for me, Stevie, because and here's why I'm bringing this up. Milwaukee, man, just from the eye test, and I, I, I'm using the eye test, man, it seems like they've just been striking out a ton. Looks like Julio has kind of got his leash here. I just think he's 9,600. I'd rather play someone else. But this is not this is not anything against Julio. If you look at what he's been doing, Stevie, I mean, he's been getting it done against everybody here recently. So I – Dare I say Julio Urias is in play today, sneakily. I think this is a sneaky tournament play here, Stevie, that may not get as much traction. I'm with you. Um, I think I'd rank him third today. If you know, We talked about Cole. Um, I really like Luis Castillo in the next game. I have those guys ranked ahead of um, Otani today, and I think I might even rank Julio Urias ahead of Otani today. Um there's a lot of strikeouts in the Milwaukee lineup. There's a lot of power. Don't get me wrong. A lot of walks, but this is a low walk rate guy. Um, and like you said, he's been one of the best pitchers in the entire league since the all-star break. Um, so I think Urias is in a great spot today. You know, he's getting six or seven innings, still not getting a hundred pitches. But I still think he's someone that can put up 30-plus fantasy points in this spot. So definite, 
interest for me in in him today. Um, and then the other side of this game, Freddie Peralta, very talented, very talented pitcher, a lot of strikeout upside. Just I can't do it, man. I just can't play pitchers against the Dodgers. And I know there's a lot of strikeouts in the bottom half now with Gallo there, Chris Taylor back, Bellinger's been striking out. But, I mean, when you're getting a lineup that has a 200 ISO and a 337 Woba, I just – it's so hard uh, to play right-handed pitchers against that type of offense. Yeah, I don't think I'll do it at 8100. I, I will try and see. And I think the board is out. I like to see where his uh, his fantasy point numbers have come in at. And guess what? They don't have him on the board for fantasy points, but they do have him for strikeouts. They've got the line at five. I, 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 I just to stay away from me for sure. I don't love the bats in this game, Will. Um, I mean, you got two good pitchers here. The Dodgers are priced way up. I mean, the guy standing out to me the most for LA would be Max Muncie at forty four hundred here. Uh, what do you like here for the Dodgers? Um, I think it's definitely going to be low key guys like Freddie. Like the Dodgers may be like a one off team today, or like a minute, a couple, two or three mans. Uh, Freddie Freeman, man, this should be a really good spot for him at fifty six hundred. He's expensive, but I definitely think you know he can get to there. Only fifteen home runs on the season so far, um, but that's okay. Uh, he's still three twenty average, still still hitting very well this season. Uh, of course, you can always play Mookie best, but I think I'm going to let Mookie sit on the shelf today at 6,300. He's he's really expensive, but I, I, I'm in on some little mini stacks here, the Dodgers, but I, I don't want to stack them. And I don't really love the Brew Crew here. Um, I mean, Renfro at 4,500 would be my favorite play from this team, but not a game that I'm looking to turn to for bats. Yeah, I, I'm not really playing too many guys from from this game. I it's just it's just one offs, but I, I'm definitely not playing anyone from Milwaukee for this work. All right, two games left. We got Seattle, Adelaide taking on the Angels. Six and a half total in this game. The Angels a slight one twenty favorite. Luis Castillo. Shoho Otani going off against each other here. I said it a couple times already, Will. Um, I love Luis Castillo today. And and I like the Seattle money line in this game as well. I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, Stevie. If, I, if you don't, bring if you it don't. on, buddy. Bring it on. Luis Castillo might be like one B today at this price against uh, against this team. Like I mean, he I mean he's man. This is one of those teams where we've been attacking. I think Luis Castillo at this price might actually be number one today, Stevie. I, I think he's number one. What What are your thoughts? The only. The only reason I'm going to say Cole is still better is because of the offense behind Cole going up against Yarbrough in Yankee Stadium. 
we are still like Seattle's still facing a really tough spot against Otani, right? So I think the win and being able to pitch with a lead is easier for Cole. But man, they're one two for me. Like I've said it multiple times throughout the podcast today, um, that I want to go double barrel, that you know, I put Urias number three in front of Otani behind Castillo and Cole. So I, I mean it's no secret. I, I think Castillo was a fantastic pitch pickup for Seattle, and he's found comfort. He pitched fantastic against the Yankees the other night um, in his start in Seattle. And we were kind of worried, like, what kind of pitch count was this dude going to see? Well, he got 110 pitches in that game. So Castillo is is one of their new guys, man. The Seattle team is scary good. Um, and they're, they're a team that we could be sitting there going, where did Seattle come from at the end of the year? And I'm not going to be one of those guys. You look at this team, you look at this pitching staff, and you're like, they're legit. Big time. Sorry, Steve. I was trying to unmute myself, and I mistakenly clicked my video button rather than the mute button. But anyway, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think Seattle, if, if they can keep rolling, it's going to be a good team, and Luis Castillo is definitely going to help them do that. Once again, really love him on this slate today. All right, let's talk Otani. He's 10-3. It's a tough matchup against Seattle. This is a tough lineup to face. Um, there's power. There are some strikeouts with like Handiger being back. He's been, you know, striking out. Rodriguez is back. He strikes out. We know Suarez is a strikeout risk. We know there's plenty of strikeouts at the bottom half of this lineup. The strikeout upside for Otani is certainly there in this spot. But with that being said, the first the first week of July was the last time like Otani had like a monster game. Um, he's had some big strikeout games. I guess both of his starts the beginning of July, but I don't know what to do with Otani. I could see him having a good game. I could see him scoring 20. Um, and 20 is not enough at 10-3, and that's why I have Otani like fourth or fifth today. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, he's definitely a good pitcher, obviously, but, you know, in, in a tough matchup, like you said, and I, I, I think Castillo and Cole, um, they're just going to have more upside to him today in, in a general sense, so. Um, I, I may end up with no Shohei Otani, and if it's but what I will say is if his ownership comes in a little bit too low, like I'm saying, if he comes in at five percent or something, which I don't anticipate, but he could. He comes in at five percent or something like that. Like now, it might be time to start taking some shots. But I still don't think he's a better play than Castillo or Colson. I have no interest in the bats in this game. With not being able to play Otani on the LA side of things. And then on the Seattle side facing Otani, like you could obviously take shots on like Julio or, or Ty France or Hanniger, But I think overall, like I'm just staying away from bats in this game. I mean, this game has a six and a half total for a reason. Yeah. It, it's super low. Like it should be a pitcher's duel here, Stevie, for what it's worth. Um, it's just how much upside do you think Otani has 
And so I, you know, yeah, letting it go. I, I just, it is what it is. Not playing any bats. Otani's a good play, not a great play. But I do think he's uh, he's big time in play with the ownerships really low on him, for what it's worth. Otani has the ability to have monster games, so. All right, Arizona at San Francisco is where we finish up. Madison Bumgarner, Alex Cobb, no total in this game. Um, let's start here with Madison Bumgarner going back into San Francisco and facing the Giants. Any interest here in Mad Bum? Uh, <sighs> no. Tried this experiment too many times this year, and it never seems to work out. Does he have more strikeout upside nowadays than he did earlier this year? Potentially, but he's still just not. I mean, he just has one or two bad innings a game. I don't want to play Bumgarner on a slate where I think there's some really stout pitchers, so I'm going to pass on him. Any interest in Alex Cobb? No, I just I don't I don't hate Cobb. I mean, he's seven K. Seven K is definitely not a bad price for a guy that's pitching into the nineties. Um, I mean, I guess he's just okay. I don't, I don't really want to play him, but at seven K, he, he's just okay. Yeah, I mean, he, that's what he is. Um, he's going to go out and throw five or six innings. He's not going to get a ton of strikeouts because Arizona doesn't have a ton of strikeouts. So does he have a good game command-wise? Does he get like an extreme pitcher's umpire? I think that's when you could potentially get more interested in playing Cobb. But overall, um, not a ton of interest for me in Cobb. And honestly, I don't have a ton of interest in the Arizona bats. Um you know, Walker, Varsho type of plays, you know, Thomas. Um, but yeah, I don't have a ton of interest here. Yeah. Same. My sneaky stack of the day today, Will, is the San Francisco Giants. Hate the ballpark. Hate the ballpark. That was my sneaky stack last week, man. Those guys just wet the bed on me. Didn't come <laughs> through. I, I mean, Flores, Longoria, Bart. Sign me up today. Um, Bart at 2700 is way too cheap. They got J.D. Davis. He should be in the lineup here at 2800 Flores is 4K. Um, yeah. Estrada, 4300 Like, I don't think I full stack them, but I use them as a secondary stack to be able to get those top two pitchers that I like. Um, Bumgarner stinks. This is a good spot for... The Giants to score some runs. Sorry about that. Muted again. But yeah, I I like the Giants as well. Um should be able to get off here against Bumgarner just a tad. And man, the, the prices have still still Stevie very low. Like even I tell you what, the, the night I, I like them a lot, Yaz just kind of went nuts. Like <laughs> I think he hit like two home runs or something like that, or or, or one home run. It, it was something crazy. I feel like I feel like every play where a run was scored, he was involved. It wasn't that many, but it was at least two times. But 
Uh, the rest of the team just kind of did not get there. But kind of, kind of a you know another interesting spot hit, spot here. Um, Belt is back. All these guys. I, I know they'll have some lefties in the lineup, but um, it, you know if, if we can kind of take it back here, Wilma Flores might be a good good one off play today. Uh, he typically hits lefties pretty well, so I, I like him a lot. Sign me up for San Francisco. All <laughs> right. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. You know, some days we have a ton of options. Today, we have a couple. Uh, Well, you know, we talked about it, and, you know, I talked at the top of the show that I thought I had a candidate, and I, I feel like I do. I'm going right back to my guy here. Gonna go with Josiah Gray. I think he gets six. I like it. I have no intru- no issues with that one. Um, was, he's at six over there on Prize Picks as well. They got him at six now. Wow, I thought he might have come in at five. I was thinking he's gonna come in at. He may five. have. Stephen, the board is probably already shifted on us. I just loaded it. Like I just did it. Um, I'm gonna go Joe Ryan over six strikeouts today. He is at five and a half. There you go. So we'll see. Glenn Otto is at four and a half. That's so tempting. <laughs> it's so. Riquitty's at four and a half too. Oh, I'm gonna throw in a Ryan, Otto, Castillo. I think it's those three. Yeah. I'm going to do those three. I'm going to do a little three. Oh, let's throw in Josiah Gray at six. Let's just, just go for it. We're going to do a little uh, four-man. I'm going to do a flex on the four. Anyway. I can tell you right now, Carrasco is going to be six by the time the, tomorrow starts. <laughs> He's at five and a half right now. That's really low considering he's facing the Braves. I think Glenn Otto at four and a half is one of my favorite ones on prize picks today. I don't think that line stays very long. So. Like he's been getting that against decent offenses. Like you look like he had he had five strikeouts against Houston last time out. Yeah. Aaron Savale's yeah. at four and a half against uh, Detroit, even though they're not in the slate. And he's low strikeout, but you know. Yeah, you never know. All yeah. right. Give me a guy over eight K to score under fifteen. Who is your bust today? Um I think I'm gonna go with Johnny Cueto, eighty four hundred. All right, I'm gonna go your Kitey. Yep, definitely one of those two. Probably not gonna work, and they'll probably score a ton of runs. But <laughs> give me a guy over four thousand to hit a home run today. Give me Byron Buxton at the top of the list against Chris Bubich. He's a guy I mentioned earlier. Like him a lot at fifty six hundred. I'm gonna go Corey Seager. I really like Corey Seager today. Under four K to get two hits. Give me a cheap bet. Oh, man, Stevie. This is, uh, I don't want to say it's tough, but it's. Mm. (sighs) Give me. I should have wrote this down. I'm sorry, Stevie. Give me um 
right at 4K. Give me Yuli Gurriel. All right. At 33. That's not who I thought you were going to pick. Well, it, it, the guy that I liked the most was right at 4K flat. All right. Was it Flores? Yep. Right. <laughs> I'm going to take Austin Hayes at 3,300 and say one of those two hits is going to be a home run off of Kikuchi. Yeah. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Yeah, this is where it gets real interesting. Uh, I think I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. Give me... The, well, this probably won't be too off the board. Give me the Baltimore Orioles. All right. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I'm going to go to San Francisco Giants. I think they get the yeah. job done. All right. That's Monday. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm good, man. It's, it's been such a pleasure hanging out yet again. And uh, I'm definitely ready to, to, to win a little money tomorrow. On that note, we're going to get out of here. I'll be on Grinders Live later today if you want my final thoughts on the slate. Also, filling in for Beer Makers fans and doing the Fantasy Bar, the six-pack over there. Uh, that'll be posted on Rotor Grinders at some point today as well. If you haven't already, download Roto-Grinders Discord. Get in the prop shop. Um, prop shop smashing it over there all weekend long. Um, I mean, it never stops. That chat, I was up working on NASCAR stuff at like 5.30 in the morning um, last night, and that chat was still going. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> check it <laughs> <It's> out. <crazy. laughs> we'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.